Once this week's Devil in the Detail podcast, I'm Rob Paxson and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining me the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside, right Paul? Hey Rob, you okay? How's your week been mate? Yeah, very good, very good. Um, not so much with the result against Hull, was a bit of a, a miserable one, but no, I'm not doing too bad, not doing too bad mate. Good. Also joining us on the show, we've got Paul Parkin, uh, looking forward to talking all things Salford, Paul. Oh, absolutely, yeah, no, you know me, can't, I can't wait. Been sat here all day thinking of stuff, to be honest with you. Yeah, been dead busy. Been dead busy, me. Obviously, since Manchester Storm has started playing ice hockey for the Sports Zone, managed to do three three match reports in three days. Uh, Paul, it's a tough gig doing them match reports, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. You want to try to do a preview as well and all the research you have to do for that. Yeah. But, um, but no, it's, um, it's it's something you enjoy. When I enjoy doing them. You know, it's uh, it's good and good to see the Manchester Storm up and running as well and their season's going and uh, yeah, yeah, enjoy it. It's a labour of love, I suppose, Rob. That's what it's all about, covering local sport in the local area, Parky. We do our bit, don't we, and on this podcast and, the, and on the sport zone. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, can't wait for like the amateur scene to kick up again and all that. It'll be uh, be very busy for everybody, I think. And uh, yeah, the more the more merry, let's get back to normality. That's what it's all about. Lots and lots to talk about on this week's uh, show. We've got a look back at the whole defeat. We've got all the big news uh, coming out of South Red Devils this week. Uh, and then we've got a preview uh, the game against Widness on Saturday. So what we'll do, we'll start off with the defeat against Hull uh, last week. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford were defeated 35 points to four. Uh, Paul, talk us through it. Talk us through it. Right. I knew you were going to say that then. <laughs> it was a tough game. Um, it was a funny game for me. I mean, the first 20 minutes, it was it was really tight, really, real tight game. And, uh, no, neither, neither side scored. But I don't know, just watching the two sides, I just got, Hull just looked a bit more slicker to me. A lot of our rugby just seemed like off-the-cuff stuff. You know, it come to the last tackle and... Tuil Oliver just umped the ball and sort of a hit and a hope. Not saying having a go at Tui there, because it was difficult because we didn't make a lot of yards. I can't remember us actually being in the whole 20 many times in that first half because I thought their forwards got on top and uh, and dominated us really and then they got their chances and, the, and they, they scored a couple of tries off the back of that. So the first half going in 14-0 down, I thought was disappointing. I thought Ryan Lannan getting Simbin, I thought it was a bit harsh. It was a, it was a silly Simbin really that, and you know he needs to learn from that because it was it was more more petulant really anything a, a daft thing to do, and that put us under the cosh. So 14-0. I mean, without being negative, lads, I thought at half time I, I I couldn't see us coming back from that really the way we was playing. I thought it was, it was game over, and especially when Hull scored those two quick fire tries after the break. So. Disappointing first half, really, and uh, particularly sort of last 20 minutes of it. Yeah. Lion, Lannan, Simbin, Parker, correct decision or not? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think you can see why he was carded in that way. I didn't think so, I'll be honest. I thought he was a bit harsh. It was a, if anything, it's a penalty, but it's not nothing more than that. It goes on every single match, every week. I mean, you watch the NRL, some of the clatterings that their uh, half-backs take when they kick the ball, you know, it, and, and nothing happens from it. They get targeted for that. Um, I thought it was a bit harsh, but again, there was no real need. That, that I think that's what Paul was saying. It was it, it was petulant, and 
And sadly, I think Ryan, he does that from time to time. I think he did it a few times during the game. Little things where he's got a player on the floor and he put his hand on the face or, or try and ruffle him somehow. And it, there's no need for it, really, especially when we're behind. We just want to get the ball, get on with the game. Um, but was the referee right? I, I think he was harsh, but I can understand, you know, if if, he, if he's going to do it that way and does it every week, that's fine. You know, the referee, that's fine. Um, but it was a bad time and certainly a bad position on the field to give away, uh, you know, to, to lose a man. Yeah, I, th- I think what it is, Parker, it's so fast rugby league now, isn't it? So a split second, if you're missing by a split second, you, you end up clattering the man. And, you know, it, it does look sort of worse in slow motion sometimes as well. It was probably the, the, the right decision for me. But I, what I was impressed with was the defensive effort after that. For the next 10 minutes, we were down to 12 men. And, you know, we, we looked like we were, we were quite solid. Unfortunately, I think that may have sort of the consequences were later on in that half, just for half time, just after half time, when when Salford obviously conceded them three tries in ten minutes, which kind of switched the game uh, for me, Paul. Yeah, it did. I think I think just going back to the the Ryan Lanning incident as well, it's something he's got to move on from that now. You know, he's twenty five year old now, Ryan Lanning. He's not a young kid anymore. He's not an eighteen year old kid making his way into the game. He's wet behind the ears. He's quite an experienced guy now. He's played a lot of games. Um, I'm not sure how many it's for Salford. I bet it's getting up to the 70s, 80s mark of, of matches. Plus, he spent time on loan at OKR as well. So, he, he, you've got to be a bit smarter than that now. You can't afford to give daft penalties away like that. So, that's something he needs to learn from. But, no, you, you're right there. I think that, that 10 minutes, as I mentioned before, after half time, those two quick fire tries, I think it was Adam Swift down down the left there. He, he kicked through, didn't he, for, for Josh Griffin. And, you know, the bounce was, was pretty kind to Griffin, really, for, for that try there. And, Hull FC, you know, a lot of the things they did came off well. I thought their halfbacks played pretty well. Josh uh, Reynolds and, um, and Mark Sneed bossed the game, really, didn't they? And uh, we didn't really have an answer to that. But I thought we were beating the forwards as well. For me, our forwards lacked a bit of aggression in that game. We didn't get on top of all at all. And they sort of nullified anything we did. And really, we, we never, apart from the CO try that we got, we never really looked like scoring. We never made a line break. And... I think for me, Elijah Taylor was the, the, the shining light for us again. You know, tremendous display from him. But the rest of it, I thought we looked a bit pedestrian. Yeah, Parker, I think obviously ill discipline, errors, which cost us sort of ground again, uh, which is a problem in Super League because obviously you need to be in good position to, to, to attack. And we, we've suffered from that in the last, last two weeks. Is that a problem because we're playing St. Ellens and Hull are two good sides? Or, or is it our inability to clear our lines? Uh, I, I think uh, I think it's a bit of both. It, it's interesting. I was just about to say that. I, I, I don't think our forwards made anywhere near enough impact going forward. We were playing the game from our own 20 uh, and definitely inside our own half. And when Paul said before about, you know, Tui hoofing the ball, we'd gone nowhere. It was a case of let's just clear our lines and get up, try and get up there. But they were starting every set near the halfway line or, you know, or even in our half. The mistakes, mistakes happen. You drop a ball, whatever. You, you try and not make that mistake. The discipline, that needs a lot of work. Two games on, a, on the bounce now and we've been very poor. But our forwards had absolutely no impact whatsoever to set a platform for, for the backs. And, uh, you know, we, we know we've got quite an exciting back line, but it, there's no no good them only getting the ball when they're driving the ball out from our 20. That's, not, that's no use to anybody. I thought generally... Kevin Brown was quite anonymous. I didn't. I didn't see him take control like we want the leader, you know, to to do. He, you know, he is the the elder statesman. And he knows the game inside out, but he he was he was easily outplayed. Um, 
And it, you know, it is a big issue because that's two games again going forward. We haven't we haven't made meters, we haven't made clean breaks. You know, very little's going on. And if you're not if you're not in the opposition's half, then you're not. You know, clear you're not really going to score tries unless you're going full length, and that's that's not going to happen. Um, and the thing about you know because we played Saints and, and Hull, Saints I can accept first game up. You know, what a shocking fixture to have, really. Um, the, the best team in the league by by a long way for me. And I've been for the last two, three years. Hull, they're playing well. And I've noticed Josh Reynolds is now out for about four to six weeks or something, which is typical once we've played them. Um, but it, for me, when you compare Saints and Hull, it's like comparing Man City and Everton at football. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 they're not the same. They're not Hull are nowhere near as good. And, and if we, we think we can do anything this season, we've got to compete with Hull. I know they spend full salary cap. I know they've got some really good players, but they're like that every year and they always finish kind of mid-table or just make the playoffs. And we, we've got to be competing with them. And, and on Saturday, we were absolutely nowhere near them. Are you upset about our attacking prowess, Paul? Yeah, I thought it was Bobbins. I thought it was Bobbins against St. Helens as well. And it, 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 Paul's right. I mean, you've got to offer more than that. I mean, Hull FC, they signed that Reynolds and their team is pretty much similar to what it was last season, apart from him. We beat them by 50 points last season. And we, we we beat them twice last season, and we didn't get anywhere near them on Saturday. And it was it was embarrassing, really. It was like it was like a Challenge Cup game, a Championship side playing against a Super League team. It was men against boys for much of that second half. They were they were physically better than us. The contact was better in the tackle. We we need some aggression in that pack. And I think I said it to somebody the other day. I think there's players that perhaps need to come in now. We've got that the young lad from um, from Newcastle Thunder. That Sam Luckley, if he's fit, he's a big aggressive lad been likened to Alex Wormsley. I'd get him in this weekend against Witness. Give the lad a run out because it just needs freshening up there for me. It's gone a bit stale. Um, I'm not panicking. I'm, I'm not pressing the panic button, but I'm dead. I'm, I'm going with Parky on this one as well about Hull. Yeah, they, they spend the full salary cap, but don't compare them to St. Helens. They'll be nowhere near St. Helens come the end of the season. And if you can't compete with them, you're going to struggle because these are the teams you've got to compete with. You can't compete with them. How are you, you going to beat them? Because... They're not that good. They're not thirty-five points better than us. That was the that was the disappointing thing for me. The manner of that second half, the way we sort of capitulated. I think there was a try that um, oh the the young lad scored the, the last try they scored. He just ran through the defence there, and he just he just sort of waved him in. That that's that's not commitment. That that was poor. That and um, no, it was uh, not good to see. Yeah, I think Richard Marshall talks about the smarts, don't he, and, and sort of not being smart enough in game situations to 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 take you know the situation to your advantage. And we don't turn into a bad side overnight, Parker. Um, you know, we've only had a couple of games together, new coach with new ideas. You're hoping that you know this week they've they've had a look at the video, they've they've, they've right a few wrongs. We've got witness this week, aren't a Super League side, but it's an opportunity to find a bit of form uh, ahead of, I think it's Catalan next week. Yeah, I mean, I hope to see a few changes, hopefully. I don't know what's going on with, with Escaray, but obviously Dan Sargentson won't be there, so we, we, we need to put somebody at full-back, and why not have a player that's played for his country at that position? You know, that makes sense to me. Um, I'd like to see Costello come in, perhaps have a go. Uh, I don't think Elliot Keir was... Did himself any favours on 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 the weekend, so that'd be that'd be good to see. Witness is a great chance. I'm not taking them lightly, but I mean they drew 30 over Newcastle at the weekend. It, you've got to be looking at their defence and thinking they're not going to be the greatest. Um, but the one thing that, that I've got to add from from the weekend was for me it re, it reminded me of a Salford team from maybe five six years ago or 
or even going back to the really bad times, you know, John Harvey or Sean McRae, <laughs> where the team had given up before they'd even thought about it. Once they'd lost the first try, it was like game over. Too many players went missing. Um, players were going down, sort of holding injuries that I, I'm, I'm not saying they're not injured, but they make them look a lot worse. I'm not talking about Taylor or Sarge. You know, they're, they're, they're definitely injured. They're big things. But players sort of seeming to want to hide and stay away from it. And I've not seen that for the last couple of years from Salford. We've always played with passion and a bit of fire. Um, and it seems two games in, you know, you go, you go six, 10, 12 down. And it, it looked like they'd just given up to me. Um, and that, that was disappointing. So this week, it's a chance to build some confidence, get some points on the board. You know, let's let's have a go. Let's throw the ball about a bit and see what we can do. We know that Kev Brown won't be playing. So, you know, hopefully probably Deck Patton will come in or, or maybe Atkin. I'm not I'm not sure who who play at half back, but a few players to, to bring in. Like you say, hopefully uh, Luckley or I don't know, he's Greenwood back, uh, Ollie Roberts, you know, what where's uh, where's Darcy Lussick? Are any of these guys gonna be ready? You know, if so, this could be the chance at least to give him a run. Uh get Paulie Paulie back out there because I don't care what you say about him. He's definitely got size and adds that, and we didn't have any on, on Saturday. So, um, yeah, there's a few things to do, but this is the week now to, to, to try and build up but and make amends for what we saw at the weekend. Yeah, Elijah Taylor and Dad Sargson uh, injured will miss the witness game. I think Sargson's out for a month, Paul, which is a blow for us. It is a blow. It is a blow. And I think, I don't know, I've heard people say this week, oh, his best position's fullback. I mean, I, I don't agree with that. I think Dan Sargson's a, a blockbusting centre. But I think one thing you get with Sarge, he'll, he'll run through a brick wall for you. And he, he was the same at week. And I think sometimes he perhaps. He runs a bit too hard because he gets injured, doesn't he, quite a bit and gets knocked and that. But, yeah, he looked like he was carrying an injury for quite a bit in that match. I think I saw him wincing in the tackle a few times and he looked in, in, in genuine pain there. So, yeah, let's hope he makes a quick recovery. And I think the other guy, Elijah Taylor, I mean, I took a real shine to him. I think he's a super player. And, you know, he's not like a, a flamboyant sort of guy who's going to score loads of tries for you, but he's a proper rugby league player and, Really, really like the way he plays the game, and so I didn't get a bang in the. I think it was in the early on in the second half. He seemed to hurt his shoulder, and he came off, and then he came back on again for some strange reason, and he seemed to not get a knock again. So I'm not sure how he, he's gone there, but took a real bang there. And if he's missing this weekend, it'll be a blow because for me, he's played two matches and probably been the best player on the pitch for, for the two games he's played in. So. Uh, so, yeah, that, 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 that was disappointing. But, yeah, losing those two guys is going to be a blow for us. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I spoke to a subdued Richard Marshall after the game. And this is what I had to say. Coach's Corner. All right, Rick, it's Rob. Hi, Rob. Defeat today against Hull. Um, talk us through it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one to take. S- similar to last week, we came up against a you know a, a decent team with, with lots of energy, and, we, um, and, and at times we we matched that energy and more than matched it. Um, but but we we unravelled when our discipline unravelled, um, and that's something for everybody to look at at the, at the club, and myself included. Obviously, the messages about being on side, uh, getting your hands out of the rook and. Uh, we're not going to bash at the referees and we had a man sim- simbin today. So we, we have to look at the, the, the discipline in and around the rook and, and, our, and our general um, rugby smarts. Is that is that the important thing, trying to be smarter as we go on? 
Yeah, because when we are, and we do, we had, you know, we had a, we only had a handful of opportunities today in good ball, uh, and one of which we just strolled over the line. Uh, we just didn't have enough of them opportunities. I thought we handled the twelve men pretty well. I thought we defended pretty well of that. But again, it's that we just had a, a try before half time again, which we had last week. Which I think if if obviously we'd like to be winning going into half time, but at the same time, I think we need to be able to to close out a half in, in, in a better fashion than we did. Does that give you mixed feelings of the defence? Obviously, the Ryan Lannan period defended well, but then conceding the three tries in 10 minutes either side of half-time. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, we've got to be a lot better there. Um, we're a new team. We, we, you know, we're learning quite a lot about each other as coaches and, and as staff and as players, um, you know, and the formula's not quite there at the moment. Uh, well, it is in parts. Uh, you know, we can go toe-to-toe with any team in the competition, as we saw last week and this week. Uh, but consistently doing it for 80 minutes, we've we've not got that to that level quite yet. Yeah, you talked about being starved, possession and position. Obviously, the second week on the spin, this has happened. Is it a problem or is it a side effect of playing two great sides? Yeah, probably a little bit of that. We, we, there's two teams there that are, uh, that are obviously playing well. Um but forget about who you're playing against. That our responsibility is to keep keep all the ball. Our responsibility is to make sure we can play it and we play it on our terms. And our responsibility is to be onside with the referee. Was that last twenty five minutes a good exercise to see where the players are attitude wise in tough situations? Yeah, because it didn't go away from us. I know there was a couple of scores there within that, but I thought we defended our line pretty pretty well. They got a lot of repeat sets towards that last twenty minutes. Hull kept putting the pressure on. They obviously went for a drop goal because they had field position. Um, so yeah, there was again. We can do it. We just need to be able to do it for longer, longer periods. Yeah, injuries to Elijah Taylor and Dan Sideson today. Is that an opportunity for other people in the squad to step up and step in? It will be. Yeah, if if they're not fit, that those guys, uh, that'll be something that we'll look at this week. Uh, we, we we need a response from that performance, and 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 I'm looking forward to the to the week this week and, and making sure the boys are ready for for witnessing the Challenge Cup. Yeah, witnessing the cup next week after our success of last season is an opportunity to go one better this year. Well, let's let's just focus on the next game, which is witness. Get that one done. Hopefully, um, we need to play a lot better. We do need to play better. Uh, forget about the opposition for ourselves and and what we're trying to achieve here. Cheers, Rick. Good luck. All right, thanks. So that was Richard Marshall talking to me after the game, Parky, and uh, disappointed at how the game played out, but opportunity to, to kick on this week. Yeah, like I say, this this is the week now they've got to, you know, they've got a week now, really. This is, I'm not taking it lightly, but if we don't, if we don't beat Witness at home, then, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where we go from there, but we've got massive games coming up then. Catalan away, if it is in France, I'm not sure what, what, what the situation is over there at the moment, but that that's obviously going to be tough. They've started the season really well. And then and then I think we've got Lee. And that that already at this stage of the season could be a big, you know, could be a crucial game. We've got to get things right now and, and try and get players you know playing into form. And this week's that that opportunity. And just just to to see a bit more enthusiasm from the lads and a bit more a bit more passion what one thing that did stand out for me on on the weekend was our two wingers looked looked really good Kenny Seo I, I think he's a wonderful a wonderful winger I've, I've seen nothing but good things since he's been here and in his time in the NRL and at, at KR when he was over here previous 
Um, I thought Reese Williams played really well, uh, and he was unfortunately starting to, you know from from our own half all the time. But he had a threat, and he looked like he could beat a man, uh, and that was you know that was good to see. So you know, try and give these t- these guys a bit more time on the pitch, a bit more ball in hand. And let's see what they can do. But this this has got to be that week. Yeah, uh, talking about uh, the stats, Paul uh, Watkin twenty five tackles, Elijah Taylor sixty four tackles, Lee Moss up thirty six tackles, Ackers thirty seven tackles, Sebastian Ekeir for thirty two tackles, uh, Josh Johnson thirty tackles, and Jack Wells forty tackles. Wells with forty, uh, Elijah Taylor with sixty four. You know, tremendous effort there. Oh, yeah. Elijah Taylor, he's going to be a, a real fan's favourite. And I just hope, you know, it's one of them I was thinking the other day, you know, to myself about that. I thought we've lost two games, played really well at Elijah Taylor. I bet other teams are going to be sniffing around him now. I just hope he's a player we can hang on to because you can see that coming kind of further down the line. But no, a terrific player. And, you know, 60 odd tackles in the game is, is a tremendous, tremendous effort there. And, uh, yeah, he, he did really well in the game. And I just hope he's, he's, his injuries are. Uh, He's not as bad as, as what he's seen. I've not heard anything this week, so I don't know how long he's he's out for. But uh, if he is out, so that dis- disappointing to see him get the knock. But you know, terrific, terrific start to his Salford career. Yeah, I think Richard Marshall said that he'd miss this week, uh, and they'll see about about okay. next week, uh, Parker. But obviously, talking about Elijah Taylor and, and his his efforts, do you think Richard Marshall would like to sort of bring him back on when he was a bit beat up? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I was very surprised and, and disappointed that he was brought back on. I, I don't know the situation. I don't know why. I mean, he's obviously put his hand up because uh, he's that kind of guy, obviously. You know, he's obviously, you know, tough as teak. Uh, but realistically, there was no... The game was gone. He didn't need to come back on. He, I don't quite understand why he did or, or why Richard Marshall sent him back, but he shouldn't have done. The, the worrying thing is, as you know, he's, it's OK having the odd one or two players who do that amount of tackling every week. I know James Roby's always like that at Saints and other players at other clubs, Danny Houghton at Hull, and they always do, you know, 30, 40, 50 tackles a week. But to have four, five, six players having to do that many, it just shows how little ball we had and how much defending we had to do. Uh, I'd like to see how many missed tackles everybody made as well. That'd be quite an interesting stat. Um, but, I mean, t- Taylor, like Paul said, I, I, you know, I liked him in the NRL for God knows how many years. He's he's a superb player. He's got really good hands as well and a bit of pace for a forward, but he's not had a chance to show that yet. But sticking it all in tackles and then that'll lead to him getting injured. And, you know, again, it's probably a good thing. We have got witness this week. We'll give him at least a fortnight, I suppose, to get try and get right for the big games coming up. Um, and I thought, yeah, you know, some of the, some of the players did, did a lot of work, but there was too many who, who didn't do it and didn't do it well enough and then when you're doing all the defending when you have got the ball you're too tired or, or haven't got the strength to start breaking tackles again so it, it's getting that balance of having players who you know are willing to work and defend and do the bit and having enough energy to punch your holes in the opposition as well I think it, it comes down to smart play Parker because if you're giving away silly penalties and, and making errors you're conceding ground aren't you so when you collect the ball after the seesaw you're in your own half in your own 20 rather than coming out of your own 40 and that's and that's the problem I think with the last few games we're not able to get good territory to build on and obviously when you get that territory then you can attack and then we can ask questions and then the like of uh, Kevin Brown and Tuilala here can start you know passing the ball in places we're going to hurt opposition Absolutely I mean I'd like to know how many times in the last two games we've actually how many play the balls we've had in the opposition's twenty hmm. in two games? 
that's the problem. That's what I was saying before about our forwards not making meters. They're obviously worn out because of all the defending doing. But then you've got to look at well, who's dropping the ball, who's making these errors, and you know we've already mentioned you know Ryan Lannan giving penalties away and getting you know getting yellow carded. That's never going to help anybody because somebody else has got to pick up that workload, mm-hmm. and then you know the the drop balls. I know a couple. There was a, a ball from Andy Ackers that. Josh Johnson was supposed to catch, and I'm not being funny. If it had been another 20 meters away, he wouldn't have been like catch it. He, he pinged it at him that hard. It went, you know, and that was that was I think that was first or second tackle in our half, trying to get out of our own half. Once you've dropped the ball there, again, them kind of errors. Who's making the errors? You know, and it's, I'm sure they've had a really really horror show with the video this week because um, there, there weren't too many players that came out of it, you know, shining. But um, yeah, we've just got if you do cut out the errors. I mean, some penalties are unavoidable and some are down to the referee's interpretation which again on uh, on Saturday I was I was baffled at times by what Chris Kendall was giving um, there was certainly one where we were on their try line and the ball was ripped out by Scott Taylor and uh, and the referee was right on top of it and said he, he docked on and it was it was blatant uh, and then the other end it went the other way so they're, they're not going to help them can decisions I'm not blaming the referee for RDP that was just us being very poor but you know, pen- I'm just trying to say that you know penalties can be given for for the strangest of things, um, but they don't help. Yeah, penalty change, penalties change matches, Paul. Yeah, there were some odd decisions, but you're hoping that you'll get the uh, the other end of the stick later on in the season. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame the referee for that game, can you? I mean, that Kendall does give some strange decisions. We only got back to the grand final a couple of years ago, and some of the decisions in that game were. Uh, were questionable to say the least, but I think for, for me as well, there's there's something missing at the moment. I don't know whether it's attitude or uh, the confidence looks looks shot. And I mean, the worrying thing is we only played two games, so it's not as if we've played like we've lost ten on the spin. It's, it's only two defeats, so I don't know. There's, there's there's something missing there. We do. I think this weekend will do us good. I mean, you've got to approach this game with with a, with a, you know if it's a super league game you know witness and all mugs i think they've got some quite a young side witness from from what i've seen but they've also got some experience in the side there with Matty Smith as well and one or two others so you know they they're not going to be any mugs and they'll be coming to to cause an upset so it's a potential banana skin there so we need to be switched on but also as Parky said before, they conceded 30 points against Newcastle, I think 14 in the last 10 minutes to draw the game. So their defence isn't watertight. So I think, for me, we've got to, uh, we've got to take some chances in that game on, on, on Saturday and throw the ball around a bit and you know get our mojo back you know and, and, and get a result. You know, it's, it's a big game, this, this quarter-final, because you win... It, sorry, this this match, if you win this, you're in the quarter-final, the last eight, aren't you? So uh, you're not that far away from Wembley again. So a big game coming up. So I think a break from the Super League and... You know the shackles of that being taken off could could just be the right could be the right time for this just to have a run out in the cup and uh, gain some confidence and uh, get a smile back on the players' faces. Yeah, uh, big thanks for your three word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Paul Foster, very poor performance. His man of the match was Co. Uh, Ricky P from Sale with his dogs. Keep the faith. Uh, Taylor Martin, uh, only get better. Taylor, uh, Paul Carney, toothless in attack. Taylor, uh, Paul, you said not. Too downhearted, Taylor. Luke looks very flat, Taylor. Parker Taylor getting uh, Elijah Taylor getting lots of uh, praise in the three with match reports, and, and rightly so. We've you know we spoke about him. What what a, a great start he's made. Uh, I don't you know I, I, I don't know how to put this really, but I said in, in you know pre season when when we were chatting that he, he's a big sign and he's he's probably one of the better ones that's been 
been added to the Super League this season. And I think in a team going forward, he's a real, real asset. Uh, and, and not surprising. They weren't ready to put in. And then the Braver, clearly he was injured. And, and to, to say, yes, boss, I'll go back on, and you know, because the, the team needs somebody. Um, he, he's probably had a detrimental effect on himself. But, yeah, he's great player. And uh, he's made a really good start to his Salford career. And I just hope he gets a bit more help around him. Yeah, Steve Ald, ideas required. Colin Reynolds, too many mistakes. Colin Wilson, discipline, attack, problematic. I, I kind of agree with that. I think discipline is a problem. But obviously, because we're giving away penalties, we're giving away ground, which means we're not able to hurt teams. Mike Whitby, no idea. Uh, Steve Doyle, wrong selection. You think you think Richard Marshall got his selection wrong, Paul? Um, possibly. I, I think, well, if it... If it had been if I'd have been the coach, Rob, I'd have played Escudy at full back. I would have done that against St. Helens, but I don't know because apparently he's fit Escudy. So why, why is he not playing him? He's given him the number one shirt, so that to me says he's going to be your full back. I mean, I always, my dad always says that to me. He goes, if someone's got number one or the, the numbers in order, that's your first choice thirteen. So I don't know how, how that works when they give the squad numbers out. I mean, does it work like that? I'm not too sure, but you'd, you'd expect Escudy to be playing full back because he he is a full back and. Don't think Sargison is so. I mean, that's that's one of the changes I would have made. Um, I think he made the Inu change, didn't he, after the St. Helens game? And that was 50 50. That I've heard people say, Oh, we shouldn't have dropped him after one game, but we're all been saying about the competition with places and things like that. So, I, I think respect to him there for, for making that decision. Uh, whether he brings him back in now, I'm not too sure because, like I said before, Reese Williams and Ken Seal, I thought, played really well. Williams when he he was come come back into the side there and he didn't do anything wrong so those two guys have got to stay in but yeah it's, it's hard isn't it, with, with selections and I, I don't know I think the rest of the side sort of picks itself really doesn't it, up to now but I think the Escaray one at fullback I mean that's one change I'd make I mean, one that he's going to have to make this week if Sargentson's out so so yeah but I, I don't like being too disrespectful and questioning the coach because obviously he probably knows a bit more than I do but I think that's the one change I'd have made uh, Stephen Morrissey going to take time Paul D, too many mistakes. Mike Singleton, room to improve. Craig Cash, early, still early days. Chris Gaff, Gaffey, uh, on to next week. Taylor. So yeah, kind of, you know, a lot of three with match words. Big thanks to everyone uh, engaging with us and let us know what the what the thoughts were. Uh, Parker, yeah, two from two defeats from two games, but we're still a long way uh, from hitting that panic button. Yeah, just going back to what we were saying then about the, the team selection, I, I have been confused as to why Escaray isn't playing fullback. When he is a fullback, and we're playing basically a centre at fullback. And Sarge did a great job last year at fullback when when Niall was injured, and and you know we knew he was going anyway. But um, but he's not. He's a, he's a centre. He's an international centre for me. Um, and that's where he should be. And he, like Paul said before, he's probably too brave for his own good. And uh, running the ball in constantly, he, the way he does, full pelt, he is going to get knocks, uh, Sarge. And he has done now. But it would have just made more sense to have the fullback at fullback, a centre in the centre. Um, but then, you know, R- Richie Marshall sees him in training. Maybe, you know, Morgan needs a bit more time or, or whatever. I don't know. Um there is a few strange like the one with with Inu, and I hadn't thought about it. it was having a chat uh, earlier this week, uh, and somebody said to me, you know, Inu got dropped after one poor performance. Some players go, you know, two, three, four weeks, um, and you know, last season he was our only entrant in the in the dream team, Super League dream team, 
And straight away after one one poor poor game, I'm not going to defend it, but he get, he got dropped. Could we not have moved him? Could uh, you know? I'm not. There was other positions he he could have gone, or somebody else could have come in. Um, I'd have much rather seen Costello play this last week. Um, if Sarge was going to play fullback, um, he need, he's going to need time. He's always looked good in a Saints shirt when I've seen him. So I don't know. Is he getting the selection wrong? I suppose he's, he, he, only, he can only go off what he sees in training at the moment. But I think he'll he'll learn a lot from the last two weeks of of you know who he can rely on and uh, and where changes need to be made. Yeah, I think that's what the important thing is because last last sort of twenty minutes there, uh, Paul, where the game had gone, it was a test of the, the players' mental strength to try and stay in the competition rather than just dropping off. And, and I thought, even though Hull sort of were down, the two halfbacks were off the field. We 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 didn't kind of fall to pieces in that period, which, which for me is a, is a good sign because I've seen many Salford ties in in that in that period of uh, of, of time uh, just go to pieces and we end up with 40, 50, 40, 50, 60 against us. So you know they dug in, but there is we want a bit more hopefully in the in the future. Yeah, just just a bit, Rob. I think you're being very very uh, polite to them, <laughs> to be honest. I mean. All put the cue on the rat there, took both their halfbacks off and, and still wiped the floor with us. But but no, I think you've got to give the, the new coach time. I think that that's one thing. Um I've not hit the panic button yet. Uh, far from it. I think Richard Marshall does need time. He's he's only had one pre season game as well, so it must be difficult to get things right. I mean, normally you play two or three two or three, maybe four pre well, three pre season games, or whatever, but it is tough that, and I mean, you've started against the champions who are head and shoulders above everybody else, as far as what I've seen up to now in St. Helens. And then you met a whole side who were on farm, so you, you can't you can't judge him yet. He, he's got to change things round. And in a way, I, I said to somebody this week, I feel really sorry for Richard Marshall. I know other coaches are in the same situation, but he's come in and played two games behind closed doors. I mean, when a new coach normally takes over, you know, you get that new coach sort of bounce, don't you? And the, the fans are behind him. He comes out and gets cheered in front of the home supporters and gets a standing ovation, a round of applause. Richard Marshall's not had that. He's had all this to deal with, as, as other coaches have as well. But he, he's not come to, to the AJ Bell Stadium at his home ground and, and met everybody. And You know, that's all to come. And I'm sure he's looking forward to that. It's difficult playing games behind closed doors, walking out to an empty stadium with no one cheering you. And I know it's the same for everybody, but... When you've changed your coach and that, you, sometimes you need that bit of a lift, don't you? So, uh, so I am definitely not pressing the the, the old uh, the panic button yet. I think we're going to be all right. Yep. So that's our, our look back at the the whole game, and what we'll do now, uh, we'll look for we'll look at all the big news coming out of Salford this week. So, uh, Parker, let's start with the club bringing out a program Salford. Building for the Future programme. Uh, we talked about, well, me and Paul talked about last week, a community ambassadors have installed with our local amateur side, Sofa City Roosters, Langwithy Reds, Folly Lane, Canny Z Rhinos, Berry Broncos, West Arton Lions and South Trafford Raiders all been allocated for first team players, well, in the squad, to obviously get down and, and train them and, and sort of build a relationship, which is which is great going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh it's a fantastic thing and something that, you know, obviously I'm not, not with this administration, but should have been done, you know, many years ago, I suppose. Um, the links with amateur teams in, in Salford has always been average at best. Um, there's always been maybe a little bit biased to one or the other, depending on who's at the club or, you know, whatever. Now they, they seem to have got this programme right. And it, 
he's only going to encourage people to turn up to training to to learn off the pros and you know pick up tips or or whatever. And there'll be lads there who, who are hoping that they you know in the future they can make the way into the club, especially if we can get the uh, you know the academy or whatever back through through foundation and uh, and you know, these lads will be looking to try and do that and they'll be learning off the pros and just just talking to somebody like that about the game and how they approach it and what they what they think and how they get into the headspace of the game and not just the technical stuff. And I think he's, I think he's really, really good. And uh, I, I'd be, I'd be excited, especially I mean the younger, the younger lads there, you know, from from the kids obviously, but right the way through to to the teenagers who are the next, you know, they're on that next step to to becoming hopefully professionals for the club. I think he, I think it's a wonderful thing, and it must be you know a big lift for all the amateur clubs as well to come out of lockdown to get people back to training. And uh, and know that you know this support's there now, and the club is there for them. Yeah, um, it's all about engaging with them, inspiring the next generation, improving their performances, Paul, and building up relationship both with the clubs and the community to help our club get bigger and better. Yeah, yeah, and I can only echo what Parky said and what I said last week. I think it's brilliant. I think we've needed that for a long time. We've probably not got as many kids playing the, the sport as they have in sort of rugby league towns, as I like to call them, like Sir, Sir Wigan and St. Helens and, and Lee and places like that. But there's enough there now, I think. And we're spreading our net wider, aren't we, as well? We've had links with Rochdale Mayfield and Barry Broncos as well for a number of years. So so I think that that's really good. And, you know, if the, if the young lads can pick things up off these players who are ambassadors as well, and you might also find that you, you get a bit of a boost on your attendance because they might think, well, I've I've trained with these players. I want to go and see those players on, on the weekend now playing the Super League. So you, you might find it, it, it works both ways and it, it forms bonds throughout the community and, and helps build the club as well. So it's really, really exciting. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how that goes. And I can't wait for the, you know, the amateur scene to start and start reporting on it again because I've really, really missed you know covering the local teams. And, that. and I, bet, I bet they're itching to, to play as well, aren't they? Anybody who's not, you know, normally plays at the weekend and trains in the week, I bet they'd be, be uh, glad to get back there like after this lockdown. It must have been difficult not being able to see your mates and, and go and play. Yeah, um, I'm going to speak to director Paul Trainer about going to have a deep sort of deep dive into it and see see what the you know what plans he's got. So you'll be able to hear that hopefully next week, which will be be exciting. Um, other things are happening. Our game against Widness is on the R League uh, website. You can buy it for four ninety five before Saturday. I think it's ten pound on the day. Park is so, it's a good it's a good thing. Obviously, us fans being able to watch the game uh, on there. Yeah, more coverage we can get the better. Otherwise, you know, we, we behind closed doors. If it, if it wasn't on the Our League, we wouldn't see. We wouldn't know what was going on. And that's you know, nobody wants that. Not not this early in the season as well. Um, so yeah, um, definitely. You know, what is it? A fiver. Mm. You know, it cost you. It probably cost you twenty quid or something like that. If if it have actually you know the stadium had been open, so. It's actually, you know, a bit of a bargain, really, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll be tuning in. Yeah, it gives uh, gives exposure as well, uh, Paul, and you know, it's, it's great. They have got lots of games on. If you if you want to pick your games through the week, uh, week you can, weekend, sorry, you can uh, you can watch uh, watch them. Yeah, it certainly is. I've been impressed with with all the coverage. I've enjoyed the. Um... The BBC stuff as well, you know, on the on the red button there, they've had the Challenge Cup on as well. It's a, 
been good to see because we, we've missed it, haven't we? And obviously Sky normally gets the monopoly of it, but it's good to see the hour league happen. There's a couple of games on on BBC Telly, I think. Sunday, I think there's two games on. It's Sunday, Sunday. I'm sure it's Sunday. There's two back-to-back games on there, which I'll be setting me uh, me planner for because I'm working on Sunday, so I'll be taping them and watching them Sunday night. So yeah, Challenge Cup's great, and the more games you get to, to see, the better. It's a it's an exciting time of the year, and the cup comes round. Yeah, let's talk uh, season tickets now. Parker selling well. Prize draws are being made. Great, obviously fans are getting behind the club and purchasing them. Yeah, and obviously it's difficult with it with what we got until we, you know, we actually know that lockdown is is coming to an end and we will be allowed back in stadiums. I think it's still, you know, people who be be holding back, thinking, well, what if it gets delayed again and I've paid me money or whatever? You know, I don't know what what the reasons may be, but um, yeah, it, it's you know, it's encouraging to see that that things are going okay at the moment. Obviously, we always want more. I mean, we've wanted more since I was, you know, I was born, and that was. Well, a couple of years back, um, you know, so we, the more the merrier. But again, performances on the pitch are going to are going to have an effect on that. But as long as things are going well at the moment and we're at, you know, we're at a level that the club can be sustained, and then hopefully bring in more when 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 it's confirmed we can all get back in the grounds. Um, then you know it's only a good thing for the club. Yeah, Alison Ellaby is uh, is the latest winner. Uh, she's won herself a director's away day for two. Uh, which is great. Um, it's kind of uh, sorry, a sixth on the on the list of thirteen prizes which which you can get. The more season tickets you get, the bigger the better the prize. That that's the that's the name of the game, Paul. And, and it's great. Obviously, we're building up. We we don't actually know figures. I don't expect the club to to announce them. Uh, but getting up towards six is kind of middle in the prize draw thing, which is a good sign. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I was texting uh, Roy Roy Ellaby last night. His uh, his missus won that, and he was asking me saying. What do you reckon I should should do for me away game? Who's the best ground? And that I say, well, so I think um, Leeds is pretty good, you know, for you because it pains me to say it. I said I think Leeds might be a good one for you because uh, we've done a bit of press there, haven't we, at Leeds? And it's uh, it's pretty fancy there, and it's like an hotel. So um, it's, a bit, it's a bit like a cruise ship that new bit that you go into. It's really really fancy, isn't it? So uh, so I think he's thinking of that. So yeah, congratulations. But no, it's exciting. It's exciting for the fans. And like you said, we don't really know how many tickets have gone, and no one will know until the you know the, the crowds start coming in and we, we see attendances. And hopefully towards the end of the, the end of the season, we'll it'd be nice to see a decent decent crowd at the at the AJ Bowl because as, as we said before, it's been difficult. We got to a grand final and then. Had sort of that momentum behind us and started last season pretty poorly. Then the lockdown came. Then we got to a cup final and nobody could go. So it's been a bit stop start really, and we've not been able to grow that momentum. So uh, let's hope we can we can jump back on that as soon as possible. Yeah, I suppose we haven't been able to build on the momentum of people actually going to the ground, but obviously being shown on television. I suppose the club being able to sort of manipulate what they want people outside the bubble to see. And and about Salford Red Devils, and hopefully that might engage uh, people outside uh, Parker. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. So. I mean, it is tough at the moment, and there's nothing like being there, is it? Let's be honest. Um, and being on being on the box the last couple of weeks, no, it's not been ideal, really. We could have done without, you know, could have been better without uh, sort of behind closed doors. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult for teams and clubs, for all clubs at the moment, to get. I'm sure everybody's season tickets will be probably had a, had a struggle through, you know, through what's what what we've been through in the last sort of twelve months, and um, yeah, I, I, you know, the club are doing what they can to to push it, and uh, but it will 
it'll be easier once people are back because word of mouth is, is the big thing. And someone will say to you, what are you doing at the weekend? You go, I'm going to the match. All right. At the moment, you know, what are you doing at the weekend? I'm going to watch Salford on Sky. I'll, I'll probably do the set. You know, it's, so, um, yeah, we just need to get back into stadiums. And I think that'll uh, that'll help everybody. And, and again, boost season tickets. Yeah, good news, Paul. Dan Sanderson and Callum Watkins picked in the England squad. Um, after the performances so far, great that we've got two players in that in that squad. Yeah, it was interesting when I saw that 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 squad, and uh, good to see Nile levels in there as well. Um, now he's gone to a big club at Castleford. He's in the, the England <laughs> team. That that made me smile. But no, it's it's a good squad, and it's good for those guys involved there, isn't it, to get them them, them training with the, with Sean Wayne and getting the experience as well, and also they're representing our club as well, and proud feeling that because. You know, we've not been able to say that you know over the last thirty years very often that we've got players on international duty for particularly for uh, for England or, or Great Britain. So uh, so yeah, very very pleased for those two guys and uh, let's hope they're involved at the end of the year. No, let's hope this this World Cup. I'm really really excited for this World Cup. I'm just hoping that this this COVID business allows it to happen because uh, you know we missed out on the Aussies coming over last year didn't we, for a, for a Test series which would have been amazing, but. I'm just hoping the the World Cup goes off without a hitch because it, it's going to be a tremendous competition. Yeah, uh, Lee Mossop misses out, Parky, but Richard Marshall thinks he's still knocking on the door for a return to the international uh, scene. You know, big player for us. You know, great lad. I think he's, he's worth a shot at international level again. I, I, I can't, I can't fault uh, Moose at all. I think over the last what two, three, four years, whatever. But certainly the last couple of years, he's been he's been magnificent for us and a, you know a real leader on and clearly off the pitch. Um, performances at the moment from from the the team won't won't help many Salford players I'm I'm sure but yeah I mean if you'd have asked me this you know the back end of last season I'd have definitely been screaming for Moose to be in and and this you know this time I'm sure players will come and go there will be injuries in in that you know that, what is it 35 man squad they've picked that could you know he, he can slot in the thing is at the moment I will say as far as England are concerned we are we are blessed with forwards Really, but I mean, even backs. I'm not, you know, I'm not neglecting them, but um, I, I'm not sure our halfbacks are the strongest they, they could be. But our forwards, uh, Sean Wynn's got an absolute. It must be a horrible job, but a great job in terms of who he's got picked from. Um, but I'm surprised. I looked at the squad. Actually, I'm a little bit surprised at certain players that are in there. I think it seems a bit like same old, same old. Has he really picked off form? Um, I'm not hundred percent. But it's always a delight to see soft players in, it, in international squads, and uh, yeah, I'm sure you know. Hopefully, Sarge can get himself back up and running and get get back into it. And and Callum's still probably still adapting to the situation as well with with us and with the club. And like we said before, the backs aren't getting chance to shine like we'd like, but uh, we we know what Watkins can do, and you know I think he, he's only going to get better. So yeah, he's good to see. Do we want more? Of course we do, but. Um, I'll set up a two at the moment. Obviously, Paul, we talked about Salford being an opportunity club. Two in the squad, one knocking on the door. It kind of shows that we are an opportunity club because we're giving players the opportunity to play at international level. Opportunity knocks, as they used to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's good to see, and you never know, we might get, get more in towards the end of the season because it's difficult at the moment. I know Sean Wayne's picked that squad, but... What are you picking that off? I mean, we've only played two games, haven't we? So it's 
you, nobody's really got into form. I mean, I, I've watched quite a bit of the, the matches up to now, and certain players have impressed me. I think just looking at squads and that, I mean, two wingers that have impressed me up to now has been Tom Johnston, um, Makinson at St. Helens. So at the moment, them two would be my starting starting wingers in, in a World Cup. So, uh, but I'm sure there'll be more players that, that come along throughout the season. And you think, oh yeah, he's he's not bad, you know, at such a club. So he's still all there for. I mean, if you don't make that that train on squad, it's probably difficult to make the squad. But if you play well throughout the season, you're going to put your hand up, aren't you, and, uh, and give yourself a shout. So I think it's anybody's. You've just got to keep playing well and, and be consistent throughout the season. And you know, the the games showcase now, isn't it? Sean Wayne will be going to matches won't he and, uh, and and watching the game so if, you, if you're playing well you're going to give yourself a great chance of being in that team Keeping the, uh, the 1990s quiz game show theme going if both don't get in Parky will it be like blank to blank? <laughs> yeah yeah, very much so I mean again it's a very tough a lot to the squad it is very very tough for me Sarge I said it last year he's got to play for, for England I think he's one of the, the, the best centres England have got, without a shadow of a doubt, it, when he starts playing centre again, by the way. Um, it, he's a magnificent player. He gives everything he's got. Uh, I'm sure Wigan and, and their fans are kicking themselves that they, they ever let him go. Um, and there'd be another player that you, you mentioned, the wingers there, Paul. I mean, somebody like Joe Burgess, when he gets fit again, he's going to have a point to prove. He's going to want to force his way back into an England squad for the end of the season. You know, he's, he, we, we forget we haven't even seen him yet. And we, you know, I know it's only two games, but he's got you know he's got a long way back. But uh, you just never know with somebody like him. He, he, we know he's international quality, um, so you know a big fight around the foot. Uh, yeah, blanket to blank. Well, let's hope not. Eh? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, Solverhead Devils send sessions at the AJ Bell Stadium. It's open to ten to fourteen year olds. Uh, Multi sport activities going on. It's at the AJ Bell Stadium. It's on the fourteenth of April, Wednesday, ten a.m. till three p.m. It's uh, COVID secure. Lunch is provided for all participants. Oh, it's great. Obviously, if you want to send your kids down there, they'll have a great day. Yeah, they certainly will. Is is that half term that? Down your neck of the woods. Yes, yeah, second week of April. April. Oh, is it right? right? I think our kids go back next week. We've had these two weeks off, so so yeah, yeah, that's great to get involved in, and particularly for for kids who've um, you know been off school. We forget, don't we? Kids have been off school that long, and they're just starting to go back now. And you know, a lot of kids. I think I mentioned it last week. Have missed out, haven't they, on the, the sporting activities they do? I know my two kids normally do swimming and gymnastics and uh, and things like that. I've just reminded my wife actually that they're back at swimming next week. She's just uh, perked up now with me saying that. Um, so yeah, so I think it's great that they can get back doing activities because they, they've missed all that, haven't they? And that should be a really enjoyable uh, day. Yeah, if you want to book your your children onto that, you've got to contact Sam Dot Bardsley at srdfoundation.co.uk because pre-booking is required so it's great obviously they've got they're organizing this parker for the youth like we say with before we were talking about the community and it's only it's only be good when things like this are organized yeah i'm sure it'd be a relief for at least for one day for, for the parents as well um after the the, the, the year we've had um yeah I, I must admit i didn't know i didn't know anything about that so i'm glad you, you mentioned that a lot you know we can look into that but uh yeah, like Paul said, I know my uh, my nephew just just started. He's back at football and back at, uh, at rugby training down at Folly, so he's happy to be back out and about. You know, uh, he's, he must have been horrible for kids. I couldn't imagine when I was growing up. You know, I, I was out. You know, I mean, black and white back then, but I, I was out every every day and every night. You know, he never wanted to come home, and these kids have been stuck in and had nothing to do, not seeing friends. So, 
yeah, a different experience and a different environment and being at the stadium itself, you know, it's a little bit more exciting than your your everyday mundane thing. And like I say, I'm sure, sure the parents would be happy to, to drop the kids off for a bit and, uh, you know, go, go and relax. Yeah, we're getting closer to being able to go into to matches. Paul, they've moved a few fixtures so we can, uh, obviously, fans can get into the stadium. We're playing Saints away on the 17th of May on a Monday. Then we play Wigan on the Saturday, 22nd of May at home. And then we play Warrington on the 27th of May at home, but that's on Sky. I suppose there's no talk about away fans, so presumably we won't be able to get to Saints, but we'll be able to watch the game against uh, Wigan and Warrington, hopefully, uh, in the stadium. Yeah, certainly, and what a nice run of fixtures that sounds as well. Nice and easy, that those uh, fixtures just reamed off there, but yeah, it's getting closer now, isn't it? Um, it's worrying me a bit, because we've got, is it Catalan's the next league game? I think we've got Lee, as Parky said before, that... That sounds like a real a real big game that with the runner fixtures that are coming. But no, it'd be great to see supporters back in. I'm not sure about the away games, and I suppose it's it's one of them. It just depends how things develop now, doesn't it? As uh, as the as things go on and the old uh, roadmap, as they call it, and, and I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's probably a case of watch this space and you know a bit experimental now and just see see how things go. But fingers crossed, it all goes to plan. Three games in ten days, Parky means three podcasts in ten uh, ten days. Um, need to prepare well. Yeah, I've got to stay fit. Uh, you know, still working my way into the season as it is. Uh, never mind the players. Um, yeah, no, it's funny you say that. You know, just going on to the to the fixtures themselves on Sky all weekend. They've gone on about who the teams have got next. As if it's a surprise that they'd have to play Wigan, Saints or Lee or whoever. Uh, Brian Carney has this thing about announcing every the next three fixtures and how tough they're going to be. How many teams are in Super League? It's not like we've got 40 teams and you, you know, you're going to skip teams. You're going to play these teams anyway. Um, but yeah, going on to that, it'd be great to get back into the, to the grounds for them big games. Hopefully then we can, you know, if there aren't any away fans, at least we, when we're at home, we can we can get behind the team and you know, obviously try and put the opposition off as best we can. It makes you wonder what it's going to be like, really, Paul, because obviously the players have had an extended period of time of playing in front of nobody. So now with fans there singing and shouting and sort of booing and crying and cheering, uh, all hopefully with a mask on, being COVID safe, uh, it's going to be different. Mm, yeah, it will be. Um, we hope they don't start dropping the ball on that when people start <laughs> cheering at them and that. So I bet I bet the players are relishing it though, aren't they? I bet they're relishing that bit of normality and you know being a, having a, having a crowd there because it is it's it's strange being at the games where they just they walking out to to nobody because even when you're at the matches doing your reporting and that like I've been they, they still announce it like the supporters there they'll say right today's home team Salford like they did at the weekend and you expected someone to start clapping there's only Muggins here who, who does a bit of a round of applause like when they come out but nobody else does but. It's strange, and um, no, I think it'd be, once people are back in, that's what sports are all about. Sports about going with your family and going with your mates, and um, you know, it's one big family, isn't it? Watching Salford, it always has been to me, anyway. So the sooner we can get back there with um, with our family and friends and people we know, it'll be it'll be great. I think that 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 first game back, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We're all counting down the days now. That and the pubs, Parker. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can, you know, we can take our leave the pubs, can't we? He <laughs> says, lying through his teeth. Um, yeah, no, things seem to return to some kind of normality. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get back. And I think, I think the thing you will see is a, a huge amount of passion when everyone is back. That's been, it's been saved up for for over twelve months. You know, it's it's all in there. And we can't wait to to let loose. And I think. 
can you imagine, you know, when the team comes out, we score early on in, in that first game back, how, how the atmosphere will change and how the fans will be, you know, so into it. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait for it now. It's, uh, it can't come soon enough. Let's just hope that there's no more, you know, bumps in the road going forward with, with COVID and letting us back out. Yeah, I, I just hope that when the fan, us fans get back, we just sort of like, it's a positive and we, and we sort of enjoy the moment because like you say, it's been a year, hasn't it? So even if, if we even if we do do play badly, please just let it get get behind the lads and just enjoy the moment because you know it's been taken away from us, hasn't it, Paul, in the last twelve months and not been able to sing in stadiums and you know watch live sport and you know you you want to in, enjoy it, don't you? Yeah, you certainly do. I mean, that's what you you, you go for, isn't it? I mean, it seems ages ago it came up on my Facebook memories the other last week. I think it was when we went to to Catalan last year with James Oskerson and, and my dad. We had a had a whale of a time and it, I mean it just yeah, I missed all that, you know, particularly going with my dad and that. It's something that you do. I mean, I still talk to him all the time about rugby league, phoning Mark nearly every day and spend an hour on the phone, sometimes longer, you know, chatting about the match and phoned him on, on, on Saturday on my way home from the, the game for a, for a big, long chat. So, um, so yeah, but I, I miss going to the matches with him and it, it doesn't seem like, you know, a year ago since then, but it's uh, it has it soon gone, hasn't it? And you think about all the games that you, you've not been to and, you know, particularly... You no know, big matches and the, the cup run last year and things like that. You just want to get back to normal now, don't you? So um, just been writing the preview today for the for the witness game. We've been saying in there how important the Challenge Cup is and how great it'd be to to get back there in in, in 2021 and, and take a load of people down to Wembley. You know, cruelly had that taken away from them last year. So so yeah, I can't wait to get back in in, in the grounds with with people that I know and love and uh, just enjoy the game together. Yeah, talking about your preview, preview, Paul. Let's talk about the witness game now. So, Solve Red Devils take on Widness in the Challenge Cup at the AJ Bell Stadium. Parker, Cup tie, no fans will be there, but it's still going to be special. Very much so. Uh, the Challenge Cup, it does, even though we've, you know, we've never had the greatest of luck, really, has uh, always got a huge, huge place in my, in my heart. So, Hopefully, you know, touch wood, we get through this and get, you know, get to the to, to the bigger games to come. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good, it's a, it'll be a good test. Winners will be fired up. They've got nothing to lose. Nobody's expecting them to turn up at our place and win, which is which always makes you dangerous. And you know, we've seen firsthand when you get you can get beat up a, a championship team, and you know, you've got you've got to be on your metal. But if we can get off to a decent start, put them under pressure, you know, try and tire them out a bit. I think later on we'll we'll be. You know, we should be quids in, but it's important to get up to a good start to build confidence for, for us going forward. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's the Challenge Cup, isn't it? If As a rugby league player, if you're not getting up for this, I'd slightly worry that you're probably in the wrong job. Yeah, they've got some good good players as well. Uh, Paul, Jack Owen, Stephen Tyra, Matty Smith, Adam Law, and all, all ex-Reds, they want to put one over on us. Yeah, yeah, Steve Tyra, I can't remember him at Salford, that's a long while ago, wasn't it, when he played for us. Mm. Back in the Willows days, wasn't it? Um, Logan Tompkins is there as well, isn't he? Is, is Logan injured? I don't know that he's been playing recently. He's with Witness as well. And as you said, Matty Smith, they've got a lot of young players in that squad. I've been, I've looked at the squad today, and there's a lot of names in there who I'm not sure I've not heard of before. And just looking at the pen pictures of the lads, there look some some young lads in there, some of them look like they just left school. 
So uh, they have got a lot of a lot of youth there. Simon Finnegan as well, Hexall for players, the coach. I know he's done a bit of an apprenticeship at Newcastle and he was a assistant at um, Toronto Wolfpack as well. And uh, seems a good guy, him Simon uh, Finnegan. So uh, he'll be looking to get them fired up in that in that match, won't he? So uh, as I said before, they've got nothing to lose, witness. They've got Matty Smith as well, who always seems to play well against Salford and like scoring points against uh, against Salford as well, doesn't he, from uh, from previous games. So he'll be fired up as well and he'll get them round the pitch. So uh, we've got to be switched on. As I said before, they've got nothing to lose. Potential banana skin. But it's up to us, I think, to to let our shackles off a bit in, in this game on Saturday and um, you know throw caution to the wind a bit, chuck the ball about and you know, obviously be, be cautious. You can't just chuck the, chuck the game away, but let, let's go and entertain a bit and um, have a bit of fun out there and enjoy it. I think that's what Richard Marshall was saying to the players. Just go and enjoy yourselves today and let's make sure we get a result, but let's play with a smile on our faces because we've not done in our first two games. We've, we've, we've struggled and we've looked low on confidence, but the only way of building confidence is playing well, scoring points and, uh, and doing what you do love. So that's what we need to do on Saturday for me. Score prediction, Parkett? Um, I, I would say, just, just kind of off the top of my head, I suppose, I'd go 38-8 for Salford, obviously. 38-8 Salford. Is there a, is there a story behind that, Parkett? No, I just think, I think it, it might even be fairly close for quite a bit. Um, but later on, I think we'll just have the, the fitness, like Paul said, there'll be a young team um, and, and fired up and a lot of that emotion will come out of them early on. Uh, so we just get through that. I think later on we'll, we might pull away. We could, we could score more. We could, we could, you know, score a lot less, but it's just, uh, it's just something that I, I seem, I seem to think, you know, fits well. Players, our players have got a lot to prove to, to the coach and to, to the fans and, Hopefully they'll try and put that right. So, Paul, open up their nostrils, deep breath in, smell them uh, that chicken from Nando's, and tell me what score what the score is going to be. Uh, I'm going to solve for thirty six uh, with this twelve. And is there a story behind that? Yeah, not not really. I'm just hoping some of the lads who I mentioned before who've not played yet. I think Parky mentioned Matty Costello. I'd like to see him play and. Hopefully, uh, big Sam Luckley gets a game as well if he's fit. And though some of those other lads who've not played, uh, Ollie Roberts, I hope they come in and, and get a chance and and play well. Let's just hope we play well. It's important that we win the game, but let's hope we have some some good performances. Smiles back on the players' faces, like I said, and more importantly, a smile on Richard Marshall's face because I think he's been through the ringer any last couple of weeks. And uh, you know, new coach, good guy. Let's hope he gets a result and uh, he has a stress-free uh, Sunday then after after a result in the cup. Yeah, I'm going to go Salford 40, uh, Woodness 12. I'm going for CO Hattrick, Parker. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we, we, I'd like to see the squad before I make any bold statements about players scoring, but uh, I'm pretty sure Kenny CO will be in there. And as we've seen already, he's a great threat. He, score, he scores tries for fun. I think he's got, I don't know, 23 tries in 30-something games for us already. He's a phenomenal player. Uh, but we've got to make the meters uh, and then get the ball out to him, um, and hopefully our backs can have a, you know, a bit of a field day. But let's, like I say, just let's just get the job done and let's get through to the next round. Yeah, another great show. Uh, Paul really enjoyed this one. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Yeah, really looking forward to the weekend. Looking forward to all the matches as usual in the Challenge Cup and particularly the other games as well. It's, it's a great tournament, isn't it? and I think I believe the draw. I think it's live on the Our League app for the quarterfinals. Not that I'm uh, tempting fate or anything, but I didn't see the last one because I think it was on the on the internet and I couldn't get it on my phone. But I think the next one is on the Our League app 
So it'll be there for you to see visually rather than listening into it. So I'm excited about that as well. So let's hope we beat uh, Witness first, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we will. I'm confident this weekend, but yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, big thanks, John. Just packing up a great show, talking all things Salford. Yeah, brilliant. Considering uh, you know we come off the the back of a, a, a horrible result of the weekend, and, and I wasn't on last week, and it was bad the week before against Saints. Uh, I've really enjoyed that. It's, uh, it's actually boosted me up a little bit. So uh, yeah, great talking to you both again. Yeah, and a big thanks to all our listeners for tuning in every week and listening to us all uh, talk. So for Red Devils, it's a it's a really humbling experience when I when I see uh, obviously the, the amount of people that that listen and take time out. Uh, to listen to me, Paul and Parky talking all things uh, Soul for a Devil. So big thanks for tuning in. Abra and Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. Fans on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, and Spotify. See you next week. Ha, 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 ha.